Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. I think when we look at that from a how do we influence potential partners, what are the activities that we're doing and systemizing in our business to kind of reach out to people and build these trusted relationships, which we can eventually potentially benefit from, and our clients can benefit from as well. We do things not to gain something in return, but of course it made me feel so good that I did return the favor and did promote. So just really helping the partners in your world feel valued is a really great way to go about creating some great partnerships and really to nurture those partnerships. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for experts who want to be the unapologetic leader in their industry. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life, inside and out. It's time to take your influence, income, and impact to the level you know you're capable of. Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your co-host for today, Samantha Riley, and joined, as always, with the lovely Tim Hyde, or by the lovely Tim Hyde, with you, by you, around you. Tim, we, welcome. Uh, reaching out to <laughs> English speaking. This, this introduction was not written by AI. This was not, nor was it written by my brain. I apologise, <laughs> but we are here. <laughs> Actually, I got sent an article from a copywriter that I was uh, having a conversation with because we got onto the conversation of, of chat GPT and AI. And mm-hmm. if you haven't seen some of this stuff appearing in your newsfeed lately, you potentially are living under a rock mm-hmm. or in an industry it hasn't touched yet. But it's certainly going to change, you know, certainly as marketers, we've seen a lot of this in our feeds over the course of the last what, two months? Not very long at all. Yeah. But I can't I can't open it up without here are all the AI tools that's so written, you know. But interestingly enough, this article was written and then graded by an English teacher. Mm-hmm. AI failed. Who got nine out of twenty? Oh, really? Really? <laughs> well, uh, I actually am enjoying playing with it and I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe it is the fastest growing website of all time. Uh it wouldn't surprise me if it was. And we're going to see the other players respond really quickly, right? So, you yeah. know, keep an eye out for Google Bard as well. That'll that'll uh, come out shortly as well. Yeah, I've heard it's not that great, but we'll see. Well, it's an emerging space, right? It's an emerging space. Totally. The more it learns, the better it gets. Well, I have been doing a lot of training with ChatGPT and on a lot of workshops and working with a lot of people, going down the rabbit hole. And I said to my husband, Leon, that I think that we're going to see the biggest change in business this year than him and I have ever seen in our careers. I truly believe that. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I completely agree. Now, interestingly enough, the conversation that I 
had was around the influence of AI, mm-hmm. right? And the and stupid amount of content we're about to see sort of appear onto the internet, right? Mm-hmm. It is going to become a very, very crowded space. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean for other forms of marketing, mm. such as partnerships and how we influence the personal relationship and referral? Does that become more, more important or less important? So going to become more important. It is going to be what makes you stand out. And that's why we're talking about it today. We've been talking about influence for the last couple of weeks. So we spoke initially about being more deliberate in your influence. Last week, we spoke about influencing your clients. And this week, we're talking about how to create more influence in your network. And I really love this conversation because networking is something that you and I, I'm going to say it, are very good at. I said to you before we started recording, I think we're in the top 5%. You made a very bold claim and thought that I was, <laughs> that I wasn't quite right. I think you were selling yourself short, Sam. Like as I said, you know, and again, our listeners know that I do a lot of networking and meet a lot of people in the space. I would say that you are in the top 1%. Yeah, both of us. This is something that is something that you and I really, we value the people in our network. We know that, that the best way to build a business is with the people in your network. So we're going to talk today about what you need to, or, you know, why this is so important to us, why this is so important to you, something that you need to look into and how we can go away to grow our influence within our network. Because there's a lot of people that try this and don't quite get the results that they're looking for. Would you agree with that comment? I would absolutely agree. And I think, and again, you know, the, the, we started this conversation around content because an AI, because and as I've always, I've always said, Sam, the closer we get to the point of sale, the more personal we want to be, not the less personal. Mm, mm-hmm. right? And we want to scale the number of relationships we have, but increase the level of intimacy. Now, the use of AI, of course, is the complete opposite of that. It massively scales our reach in the same way, let's roll back 10, 15 years when email marketing first became a thing, we were able to scale our reach in the same way that AI is now is to do mm-hmm. now, but in the process of scaling our reach, we became very impersonal because we treated everyone the same. Mm-hmm. And AI is, I suspect, will follow a very similar trend. That's my bold prediction, mm-hmm. and we'll see a very similar trend. Okay, we'll scale the amount of communication massively that goes out, but we'll lose that personal connection in the process. Mm-hmm. And that's why that influence through trusted partners, family members, other clients becomes increasingly important. And I think and that's why we've seen, you know, in terms of the efficacy of particular lead channels over the course of recorded, you know, time immemorial, mm-hmm. referral from friends, colleagues, you know, trusted allies has always been, you know, most important. This guy's a good guy. Mm-hmm. You should go with him. Okay. Yep. And often yep. try. And if you think about your own, Life before, even before you turn to Google, where your gardener, your cleaner, your you know mm-hmm. your mechanic, your whatever, you know the new restaurant that's open, you will ask people whom you trust about their opinion. Yeah, and that is the importance of partnerships: is that there is the transference of trust 
that someone already has and they're handing it to someone else. I know that you and I refer people to each other, Tim. And if it's someone that's in our network and we say, hey, look, you should definitely reach out to Tim. He's the person that you should speak to. He's the, you know, the best person in this area. Then the trust that I have already built with that person is then transferred to you, which makes it a lot easier to sign that client. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And you have that because you've got a relationship with that person. Okay. So the rest of today's episode <laughs> will be how do we create influence with key referral partners who already have those trusted relationships. Now, you shared a story with me, Tim, before we started recording about a book that you've actually, I believe, sitting right beside you. It is sitting right beside you. And how you actually acquired or, you know, got that book. I'd love you to share this story because I think this sets the context of what we're talking about. I will. So I'm going to read the, I'm going to, before I even go into the book, I'm going to read the intro, right? So Tim, life, and this is actually sort of handwritten intro inside this book, and it's not this guy's book, by the way. Life and business is about relationships. Remember to always give without expectation, without the expectation of getting anything in return, your friend, Matt Wood. Now, I met Matt, or maybe twice, I think maybe two or three times on a networking call with a, with a group in the US. And it seemed very similar. Right? We're in the same place. Matt's in the, in the business of relationships. And this book actually is, which I'll get to in a sec, was in coaching referral strategies. And at the time, one of the, the automations that we were building, one of the systems we were building for a lot of clients and still do actually was around how do you systemize and manage all the relationships you have, and particularly mm-hmm. your referral partners. And mm-hmm. Sam, we've touched on this in, in previous episodes before. Anyway, so I finally got around to having a one-to-one chat with Matt and I happened to notice that he had, and I counted them, right, 13 mm-hmm. of the same book on his bookshelf. And the book was entitled Never Eat Alone, and the author is Keith Ferrazzi, which is actually a really interesting book, but it's all around partnerships and referrals and building influence with key referral partners, okay? I did, you know, if you've got friends, you never eat alone, right? Mm-hmm. And if you've ever gone on a Zoom call with Sam, you'll notice that she's got all of her books color-coded, but mm-hmm. they are all different books. Anyway, so I, I had a chat with Matt and I said, well, tell me about that. You bunch of the same book there, Matt. Do you particularly like that author? Is it your book? And so on. Anyway, he pulled this book off the bookshelf. We got into a conversation about it and he said, I'll send you a copy. And I'm like, I'm immediately feeling a little bit special. Thanks, yeah. Matt. You know, he's in North Carolina. Thanks, Matt, you know, for sending me a copy. And a couple of weeks later, we got off the call. I kind of forgot about the conversation a little bit. Had it in my system to sort of reach out and touch base with Matt again in a couple of weeks' time. And sure enough, one afternoon, right, this is, I think might have been just pre-COVID or about the start, start of COVID, can't recall exactly, you know, another delivery turns up on the doorstep, as, as they tend to do quite a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a, a like a big bag. It's probably about the size of a sort of carry-on bag that you take on a plane, right? Quite heavy and is... $70 worth of postage, US dollars worth of postage, stamps mm-hmm. on this thing. Mm-hmm. And I open it up and there's not one book. There is literally 15 books inside this thing. Several copies of Matt's book that he'd written and a bunch of others around partnerships, referrals, all related stuff. And we talked about that last week, have related content mm-hmm. that he'd sent me, right? And again, 
little handwritten note says, hey, I hope you enjoy these books. They're some of my favourites. How fabulous. Cheers, Matt. Not sign up to my thing now, mm-hmm. <laughs> buy my mm-hmm. stuff, right? It was just coming back to that, you know, give without the expectation of anybody getting anything in return. Mm. And I couldn't tell you how many times I've told that story now. Right. And he didn't do it with any expectation, but it changed your day in such a positive way that you tell the story over and over because it makes you feel happy. It does. Yeah. yeah it absolutely does. But the thing is that when we, when we come back to, I guess, the, in albeit the sort of the, genuine, the, the genuinely generous nature that Matt was expressing, I think when we look at that from a how do we influence potential partners, what are the activities that we're doing and systemizing in our business to kind of reach out to people and mm-hmm. build these trusted relationships, which we can eventually potentially benefit from mm-hmm. and our clients can benefit from as well. Totally. I had a story. This was... Actually, it probably was during COVID, I would imagine, just thinking about where I was living. And I say that because I'm a very visual person and I can actually remember where I was standing when I opened the gift box. But it was from a partner in the US and he had sent a whole heap of like travel mug and there was a coffee mug and there was a a beautiful like leather compendium that had, you know, a place for your pen and for your paper. It was all perfect things for me, you know, I'm very very analog person i like to take notes i'm i don't like you like just i know you like your stationery i love my stationery thank you now you would think that he would be sending all of that with the logo of his business on it well he didn't what he'd done was grabbed my logo off the internet somewhere off my website i guess and he had printed in my own branding colors my logo on the gifts that he sent me and I just thought that that was so nice because I could tell that he'd really gone out of his way to make me feel special. And of course, what did I do? I promoted him extremely well. <laughs> and I mean, you know, he didn't, obviously we had did talk about on the last episode that we do things not to gain something in return, but of course it made me feel so good that I did return the favor and did promote. So, you know, just really helping the partners in your world feel valued is a really great way to go about creating some great partnerships and really to nurture those partnerships. I think this is where, uh, and again, if we're looking at deliberate, you know, how do you manage more partners, Mm -hmm. I guess, right? It's, It's quite easy to kind of, if you only had one person who was your key referral partner. Mm hmm it'd be quite easy to manage that, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Now when you've spoken to them last, you've probably got a note in a you know, a bit of paper on your desk and it's pretty easy to kind of remember what you're up to with that person. But as soon as you start, again, scaling the number of people that we have a relationship with, that we're trying to kind of build influence with, the more that we can remember or record or systemize the process of that, like like anything, right? If you've got a system, you can refine and improve the system to achieve the outcome that you're looking for. Yeah. Right. And so it can be just uh, if your system is just like every time you speak to someone, right, arrange another call, Mm -hmm. book it in for a couple of weeks' time, 
and then put a note in your calendar appointment about what you spoke about. Mm-hmm. All right. And again, if you just recall what's going on with somebody and make reference to that the next time you see them, as you said, Sam, right, it's about I'm, you made me feel special just by remembering things that were important to me. Yeah. So there definitely needs to be a system around nurturing those relationships, deepening those relationships, because doing that is what's going to increase the probability of the ROI or the return on investment of that relationship. So when there's not much connection or the relationship isn't deep, then the probability of the ROI is quite small. So we want to increase the probability of that return on investment because you know time is our greatest asset we're essentially we're giving away our time to do this so we need to have some sort of return on investment so i love that you mentioned book that call in before you even get off the phone i know that you also have a an email nurture sequence that goes out that touches base with your referral partners I think, you know, the thing about building influence is not just, you know, whether it's an email or something, right? Although you could email potential partner or even just to say, hey, Sam, I've got this information about you. Just want to check in and make sure it's still correct. Are you still working with coaches? Are you still, you know, in the influence space? Are, you know, is your price range still this sort of price range, right? Because we know that people change in, in, in what it is they do. Yeah. But even if you just automate or systemize the workflow that says you need to do something with this person mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. right? Because more often than not, the relationships that we have are out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. The squeaky wheel <laughs> builds the relationship. And so if you've got one that you've got a, a workflow that says, hey, you need to reach out to this person who is going to be important to you and can add value to your clients and you can add value to them and so on. And have coffee, share an article, send a book, right? promote them in some way in, on social media, do something nice for them, right? just send them a text message to show your appreciation. Mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're doing, right? we can systemize that into a process that then prompts either us or someone in our team to do that outreach on our behalf to build the relationship between our companies. Absolutely. Now, you and I have a number of partners that we speak with every week, but there's also a whole group of people that we speak to once and don't speak to for a long time after that. And my team has a spreadsheet of people that we've connected with in all different ways that I know that they've just updated today. So there'll be a whole heap of emails going out, retouching base with people that we've connected with previously with, but not partnered with. Because when you think about it, always looking for a new partnership is a lot harder than touching base with partners that you haven't, you know, deepened that relationship with. And I think that this is where a lot of people, I'm going to say, waste a lot of time, always looking for the new thing. It's the same in lead generation, always looking for the new lead instead of thinking, who have I already got that's in my world? that we can deepen that relationship with. So I think that touching base or having a system that touches base with people that you've connected with and not partnered with, you don't speak to them on a regular basis is a really wise investment also in you know creating that influence. 
Well, the thing about this way, and you know, we've talked about this as a as a lead generation strategy, and I think there's there's a whole bunch, right? And ultimately, come back to what's the return on effort or return on investment from doing it. If you're doing uh, direct advertising, we're doing your marketing. We'll definitely turn talk about sort of cost per click or cost per conversation, cost per acquisition, those sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's really easy to go. I had, you know, I spent. $20 and 17 people clicked on it and, you know, five people converted and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and that actually kind of gives you a direct dollar investment return. And certainly corporates will, will do that mm. without a doubt. What's my direct dollar investment return? But in the same way as we build partnerships, we're also spending a resource that's quite precious to our business. Mm-hmm. That resource, be it you or someone on your team, comes at a cost. Mm-hmm. Okay. whatever cost you put on your own time, whatever cost you put on your team members' time. And it has the same, effectively has the same return on investment metrics. If I spend five minutes every two weeks, right, for 52 weeks, right, well, you know, 26 by five, that's 130 hours. That's my math, 130 hours, I think, <laughs> right, at whatever. Well, it's not even that, 13 hours. I don't know, whatever it is going to be. I didn't work out the math. I was going to say, we, we noticed I didn't jump in there. Math is not my thing. I just walked away from that <laughs> conversation for a moment. <laughs> I'm going to divide it by 60, right? Yeah, whatever. Because a couple of hours sort of, couple of hours sort of work. And that comes at a cost to you, right? So if it's you, it might be three or $400 worth of cost to acquire a referral partner who then delivers you a new client every single month. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you built influence with that referral partner, this is the such where they go, I really like you, I'm going to refer to you, mm-hmm. my clients. And if it's the right referral partner, potentially that referral partner is sending new clients every single week. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before, Sam, right? If you would open up your calendar right now and I open up mine, we could absolutely find at least one person we could introduce each other to. 100%. Way more than one. Every Way time. More. Every time. We want a date. So as long as we're talking to prospects, we would potentially find every single day a referral. Mm-hmm. Now, if you think about that on a return on investment perspective as a marketing strategy, the investment in creating influence with key strategic partners is massive, mm-hmm. right? Way better than anything else you could potentially do. But you've got to invest in that strategy. You're going to have a system around managing it or it doesn't work because you have those conversations and then six months later you walk in different directions and go, what was that guy's name? Can't remember him. Yeah. Six months later, do you think it's not even that long? I find that <laughs> that it can happen six minutes later. Like We're all busy. Let's be honest. We're all super, super busy. And unless there's a reason to action something, just having a conversation will actually get forgotten. And not because anyone's doing it on purpose, because we're all busy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, again, again it pays off, but it, it comes back to those fundamentals of building influence. Mm-hmm. How can I add value to my key strategic partner, my key referral partner that makes them feel heard, makes them feel special, makes them feel valued mm-hmm. that we start to build some, I guess, reciprocity in that. 100%. Okay? And sometimes the investment you make won't pay off. It's not going to 100% of the time. Let's, you know, let's call a spade a spade. It won't. But the thing is you never know where that there's that one person or those key 10% of people that will pay off in a very big way. 
and you know it's all totally worthwhile so as you've been listening to this conversation you've probably had some ideas that's popping up but i'd love you to think what is or who is one person or five people or ten people who you can reach out to you know right now this week and touch base with again and start this conversation how can you influence them in a way that helps your business and helps their business because it's coming from a place of service that this works really well i'm going to take that one step further sam and suggest that i want you to go and get five post-it notes right or um, magnets if you've got a whiteboard handy or something like that right write those name the people the five people you've thought of or the 10 people you've thought of write their names on those post-it notes or magnets Mm -hmm. right and every time you do something each day just do something nice for one of them Mm -hmm. and then take that post-it note and then stick it to the bottom Mm -hmm. and then next day do the person on the top of the list and then move Mm. them to the bottom right and eventually it doesn't take long right it's it's a couple of minutes just to do something nice for someone, send them a text message saying, hey, think of you, hope you will. Mm-hmm. Right? Or saw you doing something really awesome, congratulations on X, Y, Z. Haven't seen you on for a bit. Is everything okay? Mm-hmm. Right? And then each day, just do something. Right? And what you'll find is you'll build incredible relationships with those people. Love it. Thank you for taking that to the next level, Tim. See, I told you, top 1%. thanks so much for joining me tim and thank you for listening to another episode of influence by design we will catch you next tuesday for another episode ciao for now thanks for joining me for this episode of the influence by design podcast if you want more head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors and if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too join us in the coaches thought leaders and change makers community on facebook The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com.